0: And welcome everybody once again to a Safe Place podcast and this week uh, we're going to talk about suicide beans. it's a uh, suicide prevention week. So what is it that we're going to discuss regarding suicide, Craig? So there's a few areas
1: of uh, suicide that we can look into. Um, I think we should discuss the emotional uh, aspect of somebody who wants to take their own life, who's in that mindset of maybe that's the only option they've got and there's people out there who's going to be watching who can connect with this. But I think we also need to discuss the emotional effects of people around who have suffered with someone uh, committing suicide
0: because that's a, a thing that you have to bear in life after that. Yeah, okay. So when we look at the idea of someone who's committed suicide, what you also want to do is look at the family members that have had to deal with somebody that's committed suicide. And you said initially that you want to discuss some of the reasons why people would commit suicide. Now, when we discuss that topic, we can look in ourselves, can't we? And realise where was it in our lives where we felt suicidal and what was going on in our lives at the time that brought out those suicidal thoughts. For me, it was probably when I felt most uncomfortable or most afraid. Uh, raw fear was inside of my body and that feeling was, it felt as painful in a sense as putting your hands on hot coals. There's an natural instinct inside the human mind to protect its own survival and safety, which means if you touch something that's deeply painful... There's an unconscious instinct before you think about removing your hand from that hot hot object to release your hand from it. It's an instinct like a reflex almost. So when you're going through some sort of an emotional pain that's that painful, there's that mechanical mechanism inside the mind to try and take you away from a horrible state of emotional pain into a perceived sense of where one could not feel pain, which is that suicidal thought, isn't it?
1: So I've got you. Yeah, I've uh, I've been confused about this part of it because I feel like our natural instinct is to always survive. Yeah. So in the part of the suicidal thoughts or the bad thoughts of taking your own life, where does the where does that part go past the instinct to survive?
0: Uh, okay, I've got yeah, and it's probably to do with the idea of. Uh, Just wanting to feel better overrides even an instinct to survive. Does your ego or your mind or whatever place you're in at that point, does it think it's going to exist or does it know it's going to die? I think uh, for me, let me go back to when I was having suicidal thoughts. Uh, I don't think there was any thinking going on. It was pure, pure emotional instinct. My mind was creating pictures of how I would end my life. And that, brought even more fear, which made the thoughts become even more vivid, a desperate attempt to escape the present state of feeling afraid. Now, the only thing that you can think of in terms of death is, is that you would hope that it's a painless place. And I'd rather survive. If I can survive, if we bring survival into it, into a painless place or a numb place than I would be to survive in a place now where I'm alive, feeling this pure fear
1: so in that moment, um, I often describe it because some people have who know that somebody commits suicide often live with the guilt of they obviously didn't love me, they obviously didn't care about anybody and in fact you can still think of your loved ones at the moment of
0: these suicidal thoughts. You can but the, the logic and the reason's almost gone, hasn't It's you? It's gone. an analogy to try and uh, explain it is the idea that this person that's either has committed suicide or is going to commit suicide is drowning and Not, every survival instinct's kicking in. And usually, if, and it's an, let's look at it really bluntly. When somebody's drowning and somebody's next to them drowning, which is the family member that's drowning in the misery that the person's drowning in. There's an instinct to protect only ourselves. And this is where the selfishness of suicide comes into it. That if a, uh, an object was thrown into that water that a person could grab onto that's drowning, their instinct to protect only themselves would mean they would try and grab hold of that thing to save them in a sense. Now, in a crazy way, that object that's been thrown into the water to them is death the thing that they want more than anything is to drown, to get out of that current state of being, yeah. which is a way, a survival instinct in its own right.
1: Yeah. It's, um, it's well, the way I describe it. I don't know whether you can understand this. That doesn't really make sense to me either, but this is where I've got to. With the, there's been several times, and obviously the more suicidal thoughts you have, the more that you're aware when you're in that space. So the, When I last went there and realised this, I was having,
0: my whole reality was conflicted. It wasn't true, basically. Yeah. You was in a belief within a delusion, in a sense. Yes. And that's
1: like life in general. Lots of reality isn't true, but we make up the story, don't we? Yeah. So in this conflict, and in this place, I realised that... uh, I just wanted comfort. I wanted peace. And this goes back to what we all crave as well in life. Yeah. It's the same thing all the time. Yeah. We crave inner peace. Yeah. And this solution from the ego, which I kind of connected with like a really stupid friend, you know, a friend that tells you no good advice, a friend that tells you bad advice all the time. The ego is that stupid that it, doesn't realise that the advice it's giving you, that you can't feel pain in this reality anymore, so you need to get out of it, is actually quite stupid. It's not clever enough to know, well, you'll die if I do that. You'll go down with me. Yeah. And
0: I don't think it wants to do that. Uh, No, it probably doesn't want to do it, but uh, let's just look at the idea of how uncomfortable the feeling of your state of wellbeing is for you to want to escape that place. You literally may as well. If somebody put a line in front of you and that line had not eaten for two months, would you rather kill yourself under the fear, or would you rather have that line rip you to shreds anymore? There'd be a part of you that would go, "If I had a gun on me now, I'd rather put that bullet in my head to get out of this fear than to have okay. lit to try and survive and get ripped to shreds by the line," because that's what that horrible state of that place of pain and fear is, it's a constantly being, feeling like you're being ripped to shreds. Yeah, it's, um, your mind
1: is on complete overload and overdrive and completely malfunctioned.
0: It's like pouring water into a computer to fix it. Now, to try and help people that are having suicidal thoughts, because when the suicidal thoughts kick in, when somebody needs to desperately escape this place that they feel so afraid of, when those suicidal thoughts kick in, then they're hit with the... <gasps> I'm having thoughts about killing myself, which creates even more fear and even more of a desperate attempt to want to escape that feeling. So you get stuck in a cycle of feeling afraid, thinking afraid, feeling even more afraid. And then the thoughts get on top of that. And then you're stuck in a really dark place. Now, one of the most important things to understand is, is that those suicidal thoughts are normal. They are perfectly normal. Once again, people will be like, what do you mean the normal? I'll tell you why they're normal. Just imagine now if there was a fire. And you went to put your hand in the fire. You'd put your hand in the fire. Well, let's imagine now that you put your elbow in a fire and you didn't even know that you'd put your elbow in the fire. Without even thinking, without even having your sense of you, think, I'm burning, I need to move my hand. Your whole body and instinct would move your elbow out and then you'd catch that a few seconds later and go, bloody hell, i was put my elbow in something hot. Suicidal thoughts are exactly the same thing as that instinct. You feel a massive amount of pain and then your mind will kick in instinctively to create suicidal images to try and find a way of you escaping that pain. Now, if you can understand that that is a natural uh, message in a sense, a symbol that you need to get out of the way you're feeling right now. It's
1: almost like it's um, that can be the sign and the signal that you've took the wrong turn. You're weighing up reality completely wrong, which is also what you do when you have anxiety, which what you do when you have depression. All the stuff that leads you to this place that kicks in on your behalf, these mechanisms that help you feel less pain, uh, paranoia, the psychosis, all these things that a doctor says you've got an illness with. It's just these mechanisms that your mind has created to protect you from a
0: false reality. To try and heal you in a way. Yeah, that you don't it, know. How can, how can I, somebody having suicidal thoughts, how can those be messages from the body and mind that you want to heal? Well, healing is a form of not feeling pain. Suicidal thoughts are windows that the mind opens up where you can perceive there's a place of non-pain. So it's perfectly perfectly normal to have them. So when you do, if there's anyone listening to this who has suicidal thoughts and gets crippled with the fear that they've got suicidal thoughts and crippled with the belief system that it's wrong for them to have suicidal thoughts, which feeds the fear and then creates even more powerful suicidal thoughts on top of it. I promise you, you need to realize that the way your mind is creating images of those suicidal uh, video plays within your psyche is perfectly normal. It's okay. It's a message that you are in a lot of pain that may be from a misperceived view of reality. For instance, when we look at our emotions, when we feel a certain way, we see the world based on that feeling. This is a normal mechanism with inside the human mind and body. What you feel, you see. If you feel not enough, if you feel unloved by people around you, you will only ever look for the things that justify that feeling. In other words, your mind will create a reality that's not based on the true aspect of reality, because there are people running all around you that care about you and love you, but because you have this emotion that came from negative experiences that I have no doubt symbolize that there was a time in your life where you wasn't loved, and rightfully so, you have that feeling. Be aware right now that that feeling is projecting out into reality, and you're only looking for the the situation's that go side by side with that feeling. And it's yeah. only a small aspect of looking at that picture of your life. You're looking at an artistic picture of your life and you're only looking at the the little rabbit that's been run over in the corner of the picture. You're only staring at that and going yeah. into that misery when actually, when you look at the whole picture there's, there's love, there's, there's light there, there's acceptance, and you can't see that now because you're in pain and oh. you can only project that pain. Well, let me explain this to help with this perception of difference. The first time that
1: this happened where I actually wanted to die, I couldn't live any longer, Yeah, I hallucinated, and I've told you this before, Yeah, smoke and flames, complete hallucination, but I did actually believe in the reality that I was in that the flat was on fire. Yeah. And I was going around looking for this fire that I couldn't find. Yeah. It wasn't there. Now,
0: luckily... And you could smell that fire, couldn't you? Yeah, I could smell the smoke. It, it literally uh, went into all of your senses that made you believe that, that, that there was a fire in it that fire. created
1: something to change my false reality I was in. So yeah. it created another false reality, which was yeah. good because it snapped me out of the really bad reality. Yeah. Um, but luckily, I perceived it in a way of right maybe that just happened to snap me out of this craziness yeah it was crazy and it could have took me the other way more insane but i was able to think right it's done my mind and body or whatever creates this has done this for a reason and then i had voices right yeah now people watching will think hearing voices in your head you should be sectioned yeah you should be put in a place looked after and given medication. I can tell you now, because of the way that I interpreted that response, you see, I'm not the inner voices. I'm not the illusion, hallucination of the fire and the flames. I am the person who reacts to that. Yeah. I am the person who sees that outside reality and says, is that real or not? Yeah. And the truth is further down the line of consciousness. None of it's real. No, but what you believe in creates,
0: suicide or life yeah it creates everything that you do so when we look at trying to help people find a path through suicide that when we looked at that path in the original podcast that we've done that what happens is there's two paths that are in front of you in a sense there's the one that is the pain is that uncomfortable now the natural instincts of the mind and body are creating suicidal images and feelings to take you out of danger and pain and put you in a place that is either painless or doesn't exist anymore. You'd rather live there, not feeling anything than to live where you are right now, feeling the pain. Or the other path is looking to know that that exists inside of you and you need help and support. The sad thing is, is that there's probably not a great deal of support that's really a gift to you at this moment. Your family, bless their hearts, they don't know how to deal with this. They've gone into their own fears, their own anxieties, which makes them more irrational, more afraid and less helpful to you. You've got to try and look for help in the right place. You've got to give yourself the chance to get the right help, haven't you?
1: Unfortunately, you have to be your own doctor and you have to be aware that you've got this ego inside you and you've got this uh, sort of creation, this camcorder that creates reality for you. And you have to be aware that sometimes that that is wrong and it does the bad stuff. So if you can get to a place where you have suicidal thoughts and you can go, right, my reality is wrong. Let's step out of this thought process. And if you see that there's lots of steps that take you to that place. So it's the drinking alcohol every night. Boom. Why am I doing that? That's the ego, the stupid friend, giving you bad advice because it goes down a rabbit hole you don't Uh, want to go.
0: Bad advice, but it's actually doing it to try and take care of you. It's trying to create images of suicide. It's trying to create images of uh, a way out because it wants you to not experience that pain anymore. It's uncomfortable. It's scary, but it's normal. But there is another way of getting help. And, And this is what I wanted to say about the other point of view.
1: If... You are not the one with the suicidal thoughts. If you are not the one that looks too bad, if you are somebody who's got a half decent mindset, a heart, you know, you can go to work, you can function. But you know somebody who's like this, who's maybe unhygienic, who maybe doesn't go out a lot, who maybe struggles to go to work and be consistent. If you know anyone like this, be aware that this is a rabbit hole they could go down. Yeah, and you be the the god. You go over there and say right. Are you 100% okay living your life the way that you
0: are? Ask them. Well, they know that deep down, don't they? I think the only thing that you can ever really help somebody with suicide is realizing that there's only so much you can ever do without putting any of that guilt and pressure on yourself. Don't be careful how you can go down that same rabbit hole by feeling that you're not enough or you've let somebody down. It's irrational thoughts, and it's not based on the full picture of reality, is it? Yeah. There And one thing we'll do with this YouTube video is we're going to put a description at the bottom with all the different mental health charities that deal directly with people suffering with suicidal thoughts and feelings at this moment in time. There are people out there that really do care about you. I know for a fact I care about you. I know Craig cares about you. And why do we? Because we've been there and in that diabolical place we needed, whether it was help from an external source or help from an inner voice that we managed to develop through understanding ourselves on a deeper level. But you are worth help and you if you look in the right place you will get that help and if you accept that all these powerful feelings and all of these really scary thoughts that are going on inside of you are absolutely normal a normal mechanism like not wanting to put your hands on a fire they're creating that image and that reality to try and protect you that's going to lower some of that anxiety level isn't it and that's what we're looking to do just take little bits off that pain yeah, just tiny snippets of it. I
1: think that we we're seeing more young people now uh, commit suicide. We're seeing seventy four percent of people who commit suicide are male. Right, so it's what do men don't do? Men don't tell anybody how they feel. They're not yeah. they're not supposed to in our society. Yeah, so men are more at risk from this uh, illness. Yeah, This thingy where they can't manage their thoughts and they kill themselves yeah. and they leave loads of loved ones and family members destroyed with this. Yeah. right. So they reckon it's about 18 per day, probably higher now because of this lockdown, lockdown. and the pandemic. So you're looking at 20, 25 people a day killing themselves, one of the only animals on the planet that actually mass commits suicide. Yeah. right. And we're just saying, there's a place... Where this is a completely rational defense mechanism. Yeah. That's serving you to stop you feeling this pain that you think is going to be more uncomfortable than
0: the suicide. Yeah.
1: And what we're trying to say is when you jump off that bridge, you will want to survive, you want to live.
0: Yeah. There's been reports of these guys that used to commit suicide over uh, the Golden Gate Bridge in San Francisco. And I think out of all the people, many, many hundreds of lives have been lost through people committing suicide. And I think there was only two ever survivors, and both of those survivors said as soon as they let go of that bridge, they knew it was a mistake. They knew they'd done the wrong thing. When my dad, uh, when I think about when my dad committed suicide, I think my sister. and I'm, I'm not sure if what I believe in anymore, but my sister said she spoke to a, sp- a spiritualist, and uh, apparently my dad was there, and my dad said that as soon as he'd done it, he'd really got angry with himself because he knew he'd made a, a mistake. There's there's it's understandable why people kill themselves. Yeah, and there's no reason why
1: uh any human being would want to die. When you see the true consciousness in its form, yeah. in true reality, where you're this amazing, beautiful, intelligent species that has all these flaws but can own them and accept them and be this wonderful life. And you can express love to other people and you can help other people.
0: And that's the place that you can get to uh, in terms of where they're at right now. The reason why me and Craig do this podcast and why my brother has done it as well, Ryan, is because we believe with the right amount of education and the right amount of support and self-knowledge, those numbers from 45 people, is it a, a day?
1: Probably about 25, but with the, the lockdown, there's this, this stuff out there that's not substantial. With the
0: right knowledge and support, those numbers would drop drastically and the chain reaction of pain as a result of someone killing themselves, not only their own pain and the person that's done it, but the family members around them, we can bring that pain all the way down just with understanding the body and the mind a little bit better. and It breaks your heart, doesn't it, that it's happening?
1: So let me ask you this now. I have suicidal thoughts, how can I help myself, what can I do, what is the advice that you can give to someone who's out there, who constantly has this, has thought about it and maybe attempted it?
0: Well, your survival instincts are kicking in big time, you need to protect yourself and survive, even if it means killing yourself paradoxically, which is something that people have got to get their heads around, use that survival mechanism to your advantage start looking and researching and finding people that can help you understand yourself and get through this. Use that survival instinct that's creating images of you killing yourself. Accept that it's there. Accept that it's trying to help alleviate you from pain and go, okay, I accept you. I understand you. I know what you're doing. And I'm going to use this instinct for me to survive and not feel this pain anymore and channel it into a different path I need to reach out, I need to talk to people, I need to express how I feel, and hopefully I will fall into the hands of a knowledgeable, loving therapist or knowledgeable, loving family member that can help me transcend this pain that I'm in right now. Yeah. So that brings us pretty much close to the end, doesn't it, pal?
1: Yeah, I'd like to just say that if you think about all feelings in general, you never stay in one specific feeling all day long. It's, no, it's impossible. it's like the
0: weather, isn't it?
1: So with that in mind, be aware that if you're in that uncomfortable feeling, the conflicted mind of realities, remember that it's not going to last forever, just like you being happy over an event didn't last forever. Just be aware that if you have gone to that feeling, there's a process before that that went there too. And it's
0: important to write these things down because when you're in that fearful, painful place, those logical understandings of reality or the full picture dissolve into pure fear, write down what Craig just said and hold it with you. Let that be your mantra. This will pass. This will pass. It always does pass in the end, doesn't it? That's it. So thank you everybody for tuning in and take care.